Sponsored by EA uh, this year. Uh, welcome uh, as we uh, continue into uh, the seasons and the promotions that just keep coming. It's uh, time to get a little thunderstruck, if you will. Uh, we have a, a pretty full episode today, a little bit more organized, hopefully, than last week. I apologize if uh, came off as a little too holiday, but, you know, I was on break and sometimes, you know, uh, you know, that means a less than stellar, uh, you know, podcast situation. So uh, hopefully I'll make up for that today. We're going to be looking over um, uh, what's uh, going on with currently where I'm at in the game. Uh, Some, uh, you know, in terms of play, uh, caught a couple little gripes and some things that I think at this point in the game, we can start to identify as like, hey, that could be an issue or that could be an issue um, that maybe somebody ought to look into. And then, uh, of course, uh, Lots of content to talk about and some different ways to go about it. Even have uh, some uh, research that I did based on EA and probably some of this content and why um, we will continue to have the game that we have, um, whether we like it or not. But before we get too far into all of that. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for asking. I'm doing okay. Uh, So after the season reset, making it up to Division uh, Five meant they got reset down to six instead or got reset down to seven instead of six or eight. So last season went down to eight, rolled through eight, got halfway through seven, started to stick, then eventually got into six, worked my way up six, and at the very end got into five. I, I believe that's the way it went. I can tell you right now I'm in seven. Just past the first checkpoint, um, have been banging my head there for a little bit. A little bit of a harder reset this time, not going down that extra division. I swear I was playing against some teams of uh, inferior item quality, as well as maybe some, uh, you know, having a little bit higher, uh, you know, stick or game management skills. Uh, that does not seem to be the case um, as I sit in Division 7. There are definitely some, uh, some players that I feel like I'm better than, that maybe an item or two is making a difference, or uh, some, some other things, uh, trying to figure out where we are in the power curve, which got blown up a little bit, which we'll talk about when we get into content. But, um, you know, been playing my five games a day to get all of that in and all that. You know, I've already got my seven wins for uh, the week, so it's just I have not been able to advance up um, past seven into into six quite yet, which is a little slower than I'd hope. I thought I would be closer to six by now, but uh, that does not seem to be the case. I'm doing a couple other little things too. Um, for example, I decided to throw away 75,000 coins on upgrading a hero. Uh, I had Bompastore and I've used her before um, as a left back and she's, you know, okay. Very different from my Tio Hernandez. It has taken me a while to get used 
to her play style. But when I looked at being able to add a plus two to it, to be honest, I don't know, or it can probably tell you that 75K is too much, but it was a card I had in my club. I haven't done any of the evolutions really here lately. They haven't really engaged or been anything I've been somewhat interested in. This one, despite costing 75K, is a relatively easy in terms of a commitment. Uh, at this point, I haven't even gone to squad battles. Uh, I haven't gotten her past her first level yet either because she's got two of the five wins needed since I've been doing this uh, reworked new team. So uh, to be honest, I could probably, you know, would probably perform a little better with Tio Hernandez back there. Is that a win or two? Like, I don't know. Uh, and I'm getting more used to her. The advantage that she has over Tio is she is a much better passer. So like throwing some over the top uh, balls on the corner and being able to move that around is better, but clearly she lacks even size um, and can get bullied off the ball a little bit and has some issues in those places. But, um, you know, I've, I've been able to, uh, you know, do the business with her defensively. I think I, I, as much as I wonder if she's a weakness, um, I can't point to her and be like, that's why I'm not winning games. So she's staying in the squad as is. Um, I've told you for the last few weeks that man squads more or less the same, this player, that player, all the players. Um, and, uh, a number of them are still in there that are fixtures. You know, I still have my Zola's, uh, you know, best score that I've got uh, so far. And OR could not get knocked out of the lineup no matter how hard I try. You know, I packed that uh, the Thunderstruck Joe Linton um, and put him in for a little bit. But, eh, you know, not necessarily as active, even though he's got better work rates than the high-low um, that OR has. Um, I have uh, replaced my Tenali, um, and this was, you know, partially from doing all the uh, 82-plus informs uh, so that you could do the upgrades and things like that. So when in doubt, an 83 team and an 84 team or 82-83 with your 84-85, all that stuff. It, it, odds are, if you're listening to this, you've done some of the Team of the Week upgrades. I keep hitting on them to a point that it's, like, hard to be like, oh, that's absolute trash. Um, none of them are home runs necessarily, right? So, like, uh, for example, right now I have uh, Inform Barella uh, playing at, uh, in my midfield, and he's been an upgrade to Tenali for sure, so I've enjoyed that. Um, I've right now got Inform Martinez on the left side um, and uh, been messing around with that Inform Kavlechlechlechia, the dude from Georgia with five-star, five-star. He's more or less, you know, my uh, – it's a sun clone with like five star, five star in terms of their size and things like that. Does not have a play style plus. Um, uh, striker wise, uh, right now I'm using the the free Joda that's up there um, because he works with my uh, Trailblazers um, Ruben Diaz that I've got back there. I also packed the uh, Thunderstruck Joe Gomez, so I've got him. Uh, playing as a, a CB for the time being. I haven't really made a decision if I feel like he's, you know, good or bad. I, I had no problem with Veron. It's just that Veron was not a first owner. And so I'm trying to play around a little bit with that. To be honest, if I packed Veron, I'd probably put him right back in. Or if I got the Veron Thunderstruck, like he, he's going to, that dude's going to be amazing, I think. But, you know, I don't know how many people are, will, will end up with him. So we'll see. Um, uh, Right back, uh, still uh, 
rolling. I did not do Lodi or any of the, the FC Pro stuff there because it didn't kind of fit in. So I'm still got Carsdorp over there who's like doing the job for me. Uh, you know, has there's sometimes when the Chi like he falls down on the on the job, but more he also will make two or three really good plays over the course of a game. So uh haven't really noticed that that he's like a liability or anything along those lines. Allison's still in goal. Um you know, just kind of, you know, doing that. My my right wing, uh, right man, you know, I'm playing this all as a four triple two, so they really are attacking mids, but they're working the edges of the field and stuff for me as far as that goes. You know, I had Kimura in, and uh, he's been striker for me. I've had him at a left mid position. I'm using him as a sub now. Um, I've got uh, Inform Sterling, which is an 85, but for whatever reason, that card puts the biscuit in the basket, especially in crunch time. I was using him as a sub for a while, so I tried to bring him in, you know, as a starter. Haven't really noticed him excelling in that position as much, so probably relegate him back to the bench and bring him in um, off uh, for that. So, you know, I've been messing around with stuff, but all the relatively minor tweaks, there is much like lateral moves versus anything that I would consider to be a, a substantial upgrade um, as we go through that. I'm sitting on like 400K coins. Um, one of the reasons I decided to go ahead and spend 75K of it, I figured, you know, I deserved it. I've been grinding all these packs, you know, I had last week off. So I was on the game a ton, all the 10 coin packs, all the 30 coin packs, doing the SBCs and, you know, playing all the games and doing all the objectives. Uh, I actually did buy some FIFA points, FC points, EA points, whatever. But I did that to buy the uh, two sweater kits um, for the XP. Now, if you'll remember last time, I was pretty adamant about like, I'm not going to buy uh, you know, 5k XP or 300, whatever. I didn't think it was very much like 600 XP for like however much they wanted. This turned out to be about a thousand XP. Um, and although I'm relatively certain I'm going to get to the end of the season without any problem, the only reason I did it is their experiment with this level 26 rainbow snowflake thing, right? Where if you play it for every 10 games you play after you hit uh, level 26, you're going to get packs. And so uh, part of my thinking there was like, well, I want to, you know, try to make sure that I get there for sure. And if I get there sooner, I can get more packs. And so now it's justifiable. Um, so I'm going to buy. and. It's nice to have like a holiday kit. So I did that. Um, then spent coins to get one of the holiday themes, but that's it. I didn't do the full thing. I didn't do the VIP area or any of that stuff. So, um, but it's been nice to have some some kits. Now, I, I will say that they're not my favorite holiday kits. If I could have chosen my own, then I would have, you know, picked something a little bit different. But, you know, it is what it is and I'll take it and it'll be fine. So still got 400 points there because, you know, EA has some math people that know, you know, the right numbers to charge things so that you're going to need to go buy more points to get more things if you want it. So I avoided using doing any of the like 100 points for like, you know, the nano packs and all that crap, which just is a way to slowly drain that. So I'm just going to hold on to those. And then maybe something else comes along that I can justify like, okay, I don't mind giving them a little bit, but you know, I certainly don't think me not buying points is going to be a, an issue. And we can talk about that when I get to some of the data that is uh, floating around out there. So, um, 
But that's the team, you know, doing that. Now, the one thing that I did think I alluded to is I did qualify for weekend league. So I played some weekend league. Um, and, you know, the second this is the second weekend league that I qualified for and have played. Uh, the first one, I got six wins, but they were gifted to me towards the end. I don't know if I would have had four wins. It was absolutely brutal um, that weekend. This weekend, I got six wins and had a chance that I won the last three, which although I say I had a chance, I knew that that was probably you know not much of one. And uh, that chance went away immediately after the first game where I needed to win three to have a chance at nine. And I lost the first one and gave away the other two because that's the kind of person I am. And uh Got some rewards, of course, at six wins or nine wins. You're not getting any of the rework, so nothing new or fancy there. But still, you know, got fodder, got things, moved them into the club. So it uh, was uh, worth it, at least for me, to, to get those knocked out. And so did that over the weekend. Um, still need to qualify to try to qualify. But this weekend I won't be playing. I've got a debate tournament, so I will not be available Friday or Saturday. And doing it all day Sunday is just not really appealing to me. So I may try to qualify and, you know, bank um, that uh, if I can and then uh, be able to use that hopefully next weekend and see, you know, how that that plays out. But all in all, uh, I, I do think we saw a uh, increase in people playing weekend league. Uh, so that had an impact on the overall, you know, quality and sweatiness of it and things like that. So um I do think uh, this change at least prompted some people to get involved in weekend league. I know they also added all the, like the champions rewards. I got, you know, a new uh, kit out of it because I won four. So pretty exciting stuff. Um, and so I, and I, you know, there's the packs and all this other stuff in terms of being able to like get champs wins. And so they're really, I think, pushing people to go ahead and do that, even if you're not an absolute sweat, um, just to kind of get in there. And to be honest, even like not qualifying gets you some packs. So that's why I've always been doing it because, you know, worst comes to worst. Um, I can, you know, I can end up with some packs out of it. So all in all, my weekend league was okay, but, you know, I, I, I did not come away dejected. I still feel like I'm playing okay. And that a lot of the things that are, are bugging me are stuff that if I was a better offensive player, I would be able to overcome. What, what things? I'm so glad you asked. Um, now, you'll know, I'm, I make a point to that this podcast is about my experience and that I know that, you know, say like EA should do this, that, and the other. They're not listening to me. They're not going to do it. They have other data, things to look at. So it's kind of a fool's errand to like, you know, try to explain like, oh, here's how I'd fix the game. Like it's just more or less mental masturbation. And I'm not really, you know, here for that. And I don't think you are either. And if you are, I don't want to know about it. Um, but I did think that we're starting to see some specifics that people are mentioning that I also am seeing that would be like interesting if they could fix. Now, what I think the problem is, let me just say this from the jump, is that this game is a complex interaction of a lot of AI elements and physics. And now with the play, all this stuff that's going on with the animations, all of those types of things are trying to make the game look good. That a lot of that leads to a level of inconsistency. Like in the ball, when I get a ball, like it could bounce any number of ways instead of me being able to just like, Oh, I'm going to be able to trap it because I've got good skills and to be able to move along 
and do what I need to do. When you're trying to do like first time passes and things like that to try to deal with 71 press and then you get like a ball bobble or your animation, you move to the right side of the ball instead of the left side of the ball or you turn in a weird direction or there's this, that kind of a delay, um, you know, it really derails everything when it's such a time, you know, ticky tacky kind of version of it, which I think is why a lot of the counter attackers are having such success because you aren't really conditioned on needing to work out all those intricate, like boom, boom. It's like, you know, they're really like big swathy kind of like, you know, runs and here, there, and the other identify a pattern, when to send it angles that you're running at, you're not necessarily trying to be as technical and work through those things, right? It's quick hitters up the field. You're going to lose the ball a number of times, but it's a matter of percentages. And if you can get a number of breakaways that offsets all the turnovers you're going to have, and then you've got your 71 press and your, you know, all the other kind of things to try to offset that. And if you're pretty good at, you know, aggressive defending, then you can, you know, turn an error or two into, um, you know, goals. And uh, whereas your opponent can work meticulously, get into the box and not be able to finish. And so, uh, why do that if you could just keep kind of like, you know, sprinting forward and, you know, generating a few attacks and knowing that you can, you know, win games three, four, two, three, stuff like that. So um, here are the things that are driving me crazy. Look, 71 depth not going away. The idea that you attach that to high press, people are like, that's a dumb move, whatever. I don't know if they're going to adjust that. I imagine there's some, you know, levels of uh, complexity that make that difficult. But why on earth are some of the best defenders in this game, some of the most gifted tacklers in this game, strikers and attackers? Like that, that's the part. Now, I have an idea as to why that's true. I think that part of their RNG and dice roll stuff involves ball control. And so although like standing tackle and stuff like that are a thing, I think ball control also, once it gets like, you know, taken away from a foot, I think that that oftentimes overshadows or overrules or trumps big alligator eats little alligator when it comes to that. So most strikers and attackers are going to have pretty good ball control and things like that because of the nature of their position. So even though their tackling is like three, because their ball control is high, when they just slam into you, the ball gets dislodged, then their ball control takes over and bam, they now have the ball. Um, same thing with like when you're trying to pass and it bounce, it hits them and then they, you're able to like either maintain the ball or they bounce it in a way that somebody else is able to get it. You know, those, you know, the, the multi-tackle and all those things that people complain about. I think a lot of that has to do with the dice rolls that occur around things like ball control. And so that means some of these attackers are some of the best defenders in the game. And that drives me crazy. Like if your attacker is like in my face and I have like Karsdorp, I have Tio Hernandez, I have Ruben Diaz, and I'm not able to just kind of like move you aside to then push the ball out. That should be what happens. Now, I watch enough BPL and things like that to know that, yeah, when you do high press and can you make a center back screw up and can somebody make a bad pass here or there, like that's one thing. That is not what happens whenever like three people surround your player because of like the auto pressing and that they take away all the passing lanes and then when you pass, it's going to like stick to them and they're able to like get away with it. So uh, the defending attackers – 
is definitely one of those issues that I think is a, a pain point and makes this game less than fun for me. Um, something that was an issue last year, and again, I I argue is probably a skill issue as well as something that's going on in their game. Uh, this is made even more so by, I don't know if you if you watch Nep, I know he went over this, and I know imagine y'all like Inception clearly like you know bitches and moans a lot about the game and how it works, and you know he knows more about it than I do in the way the mechanics work, and he can trust that like oh I'm doing skill moves and they're not coming off, whereas like I'm just like I think I'm doing skill moves and they're not working. I assume that it's probably as much me as the game, whatever. But if you've been able to check out, I think I don't know Diagonal Diagonal. Um, He's put together a couple of videos with, uh, you know, his, some of his anecdotal evidence that kind of points out like why the game is more difficult than it should or why it adds difficulty in areas and why, you know, it kind of, you know, some of the skill gap things go away. So if you want, uh, he does a pretty good job. They're both about 15 minute videos there on YouTube. So again, that's uh, diagonal diagonal um, in terms of if you'd like to see them put this into words, but the passing. I've never understood why if you have somebody breaking up the sideline, that whenever you decide to do a through ball, that you decide to kick it as hard as you can at the defender. Like, why is that a thing? Like, it, if it went off to one side, that the defender had to step to the left or the right to, like, intercept it. You know, at least there's that and there's movement. But, I mean, this is like you just, like, drive that ball up and instead it just drives it straight into your opponent. Um, number of times, and, I, you know, sometimes it's about composure stats, I suppose, things like that. You know, I always figure, like, oh, I'm holding the button too long or not long enough when it comes to, like, am I trying to pass short or long? And it's not as much directional as it is, like, you know, how long you're on the button of course that's not really explained much to us that's just me kind of guessing and trying to you know justify why my passing is so bad but um it just there there are areas where you feel like you've made a move or you've won or you've been able to beat somebody and then you pass it and it goes right to like it's like why is it going there um, and some of this also comes back to the delay. Like you see someone, you pass the ball, and then they've got to do some animation that then moves and allows somebody to get like two more steps. And now they're cutting off that passing lane instead of you having that clear shot trying to get it up there. I still handle the press a lot like I would if I was playing basketball, even though I know that's not something Martin really would like me to do. I, I do do the switches, but man, I, I don't, you tell me, I, I give up goals switching the play now. Like, not all the time. It's not every single, like, oh, you can never switch things. But, A, part of it is folks have figured out the meta. And so the dudes that are really good at, like, sprinting to those spots know that when you're bringing it from, like, your right back over to your left back, you know, by the time that it gets there and you're having to control the bounce or whatever and they have their heat-sinking missile to you, um, their, you know, right winger, their struggle, whoever is there, you know, trying to make beat that on the, the, the edge now, you know, much more difficult. People knowing that the wings are where a lot of joy comes from. There's been a lot, I think, more pressure um, and a lot more people figuring out ways to defend on those sides and do things over there. And so um, that's been one of those uh, kind of, you know, 
bits. So a lot of times it's like, well, let's just get the ball up the field before the, you know, the secondary press kicks in, things like that. You hold the ball too long in your third, you can watch it. Like you have it, you're doing things. There's kind of a plan. The next thing you know, you just see three folks just steaming at you. And you're like, oh crap, waited too long. And then you might as well just kick it out of bounds or, you know, sling it up the field and, and hope for the best. So um, I've been trying to like get out of the back sooner, but sometimes that means you're giving up more uh, interceptions and giving up interceptions in your third is a terrible thing. So it's, 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 it's a tough one to kind of figure out that balance. You can't do just one or just the other. And so then, uh, but the passing inaccuracies and issues with that just kind of really make this, you know, it adds to the element of like, are you kidding me and frustration? Um, and the last bit, which also kind of ties into this, even though one of the rubs about 71 depth is it doesn't impact stamina like constant pressure does. Um, and I'm, and I get that people are like, oh no, when you lose stamina, those players lose a step. If your player is less than 50 stamina, they should be losing their cookies on the field. This should not be like, oh, instead of having 89 pace, they have 87, which to be honest, we don't even know what that percentage is. It's just like, they're less. Like, But if you're in a, a you got a game now that lets you sub in five players. B, you have to have a bench. Uh, it's like, why on earth, if you decide to do constant press for like 70 minutes, why everybody isn't tired to the point that they are, it's hard for them to keep up with folks, right? Now, I remember the old games where folks are like, you know, pull up with like a hamstring or things along those lines while you're playing. And maybe that's too much, but I would argue it's not too much. Like if you want to go all out press for like, 90 minutes, then unless you have a bunch of folks that have, uh, you know, little batteries on them for the relentlessness or whatnot, then they should physically be unable to keep up with people that have full stamina, right? Like, I get that when I sub in, my players maybe have a little bit more oomph, but it shouldn't be a little bit more. If your triangle is empty, you should be empty. And I just think that these are some of the things that if they adjusted those sliders, they wouldn't have to change a large portion of this other stuff. If constant press made part of your team worthless by the time you got partway into the second half, like that would solve constant pressure being used all the time. If high press generated that, that would solve that. If attackers weren't the best defenders in the game, that would decrease it. So you could still harass and do that kind of stuff, but you wouldn't expect for like Dembele to be the best defender in the game. You wouldn't expect for, you know, them to be able to just kind of take the ball, roll off and do whatever empty stamina and, you know, from the jump. And so um, again, I, I, you know, the, the, these are the ones that now there's other things and I get it. Maybe these aren't even major ones, but from a perspective of someone who's all like, look, I enjoy the game. You don't have to ruin it, but there's a few things that are just real pain points that I think could be adjusted so that it does allow for a little bit of a skill gap instead of, you know, being able to do it. Like, look, AI defending, you it, it's going to have to happen. Folks are going to do it. If it was terrible, then no one to play because like my, my defenders are idiots. Right. Fair enough. So, but you know, being all like, Oh, you decided to put your team on constant pressure the whole time. And now your defenders are idiots. No, you're the idiot for putting them on constant pressure the entire time. So um, again, I, those, 
that those are the kind of the things that I'm hoping kind of get worked out. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath clearly. Uh, and of course, we're not even talking about, you know, the kind of stuff where, you know, when we start adding in the multiple play styles, I'm like, I'm not even worried about like, look, finesse plus, Travella plus, do your thing, your power headers, your things like that, all that stuff, like fine, make the arcadey Tekken version of this game. But also, you can make some of it so that it like, you know, punishes you for trying to abuse certain mechanics. Leave the mechanics in there. You don't have to adjust your physics or anything like that. Just adjust the way the players react whenever they're doing these types of things. Right. So that would be one of the, you know, those are my, my big three gripes uh, that I've kind of have been, you know, really dealing with and, and, and fighting through. Now, with all of that being said, Recently read this, I was, you know, kind of looking around and then, you know, believe it or not, there are blogs about this game. And uh, a recent one actually um, uh, references Nuzu. Um, and what Nuzu compared launches of EA Sports FC to 23 based on October of last year, and October of this year, just to kind of compare and see what happened. Um, both of them ranked second in revenue in the U.S. and U.K. on PC and console. Both are the top grossing sports games in their area. Um, what is interesting is that this year, only 12, 13 percent of the sports uh, or folks bought the Ultimate Edition, whereas last year, 21 percent bought it. So that's somewhat statistically substantial, I would say, you know, a 78 percent drop in terms of folks who bought the Ultimate Edition as far as that goes. Within that. EA24 has actually been better in terms of what they consider player engagement, as it says that it ranks 23rd in monthly active users on PC and 5th on console, which was compared to 38th and 7th last time. So, you know, somewhat more engagement, less ultimate pack or less ultimate additions. But at the same time, we know they're making more money because of the packs. And if you've been into the store and look and you can scroll and scroll and scroll, there's packs on packs on packs. And based on teams that I'm playing against, folks are opening some of those hero packs and those icon packs and things along those lines, you know, uh, for a chance at it. And, you know, they're tempting, um, you know, and when it's points instead of dollars. But, man, I look at I look at 2000 points. I'm like, that's 20 bucks for like a player that, you know, may or may not go on my team and all that stuff. So I'm frugal enough that I've been able to avoid those particular ones. And I'm, you know, not grinding to the point that I'm like thinking about provisions packs. And I don't I I'm not math. So um, with that in mind, I don't know if it's a good deal or a bad deal. Like me spending 75 K to do bump store is probably a bad deal. And if I did a lot of research into it, wouldn't happen, but that's not what's happening with most of these folks. There is the percentage that are like on stream or look at streams and go to the blogs and are in the discords and the trader channels and all of this. And that are into the minutia of like getting every single ounce out of your coins. And then there's, Others that are like, oh, I want to play a game. I got this hero. They're kind of crappy. Oh, look, I can upgrade them. Oh, I got this. Like, and so, boom, there you go. Uh, now, I'm not going to spend five bucks to upgrade or two points. I would rather spend coins, even though folks are like, oh, God, it's so hard to get coins. No one else is hard to get money. All right. So, anyway, I whatever. So, it, it is what it is uh, as far as that goes. Um, just to continue on down uh, this little stats road real quick. UK was the top market on both of those, followed by the US and then Germany next. And both titles are second 
in MAU with monthly active users in the sports genre, guess what game that's they're behind in terms of sports? There are sports games, and there's one game that has more active users a month than EAFC. Give up? It's Rocket League. Another soccer, even kind of a soccer, football, whatever based uh, thing. Now, of course, uh, there are, you know, now I'm not a Rocket League person because I have zero coordination as far as that goes. You want to talk about skill gap? I am all gap, no skill. Uh, and, you know, what they trick out of there and the little changes they have, like I don't think there are substantial changes in their gameplay stuff along those lines, so it stays consistent, does that. Now, I don't think Rocket League is making money hand over fist. Right. They're not selling like, you know, packs and doing all that. So when you look at EA and you look at like what is their goal with the game is to provide entertainment. Yeah. Their goal is to make money off of that entertainment. And so the idea that, you know, oh, there might be better games out there, but there's probably not a better game out there that's, you know, taking your money as effectively as they're doing. Do they do it on a monthly basis like a Fortnite or some of these like subscription-based models do? No, but I would also argue most of those subscription-based models are 9 or 10 or $15 a month, and a lot of folks are dropping 20 pack, $20 on a pack. So you can figure out what that would be, you know, uh, more. I can at least math that. So, um, you know, and with that, the content, like I said, you got all the store packs. I've been doing 10 coin and 30 coin. That's about it on that. Um, you know, we've got a bunch of SBCs. Your 83 by 10s require an inform. You know, they've really figured out how to, to play that angle up. I thought that was pretty good. Now, I did two of the icons. I got a Perez once, and then I got Prince the second time. Prince, like 92 rated striker who does not a 92 rated striker. You know, I guess, you know, maybe I'm just not using her properly, but uh, she was kind of mid. Ended up doing the hero pack. I got Brolin, which was fine. Remember, I tried him out and then sold him. So now I got a first owner version that is underperforming in my squad. That's who I've got at right wing now slash right attacking mid. Um, like I said, I got Thunder Umtiti, and he got a red card in his first game, so I, that's probably more on me than him, but whatever. Like I said, I replaced him with Gomez at the moment. Um, we got Joe Linton, who's already going to get an upgrade, but of course these cards are at like 30 and 40K, which, you know, a lot of the way you can determine if a card is any good is like how many coins is it going for. Um, has a little bit to do with the meta, has a little bit to do with rarity, but really has to do with the effectiveness of those cards, I would think. So now with that being said, this like Thunderstruck Lukaku is just crushing folks and he's like 20 some odd K. And so um, what's going on with that and why that dynamic is working or if it's just, you know, a streamer thing or, you know, skill issues against other people. I don't know. I'm very tempted uh, to, to grab him up and, uh, you know, give him a go as well, even though he falls into the, the big and fast and not very agile. And I've been trying to move more towards agility over, um, you know, that. So, but again, that's the way that's going. Um, like I said, having informs in the team, this is strange at this time of year to be able to be like, oh, I've got some informs in there. And so especially given all the promotions, I think we've had like eight promos so far, um, you know, you know, record breaking kind of stuff. This is like the third uh, live card promotion. You got the FC Pro stuff, which 
I guess to digest a little bit, I did watch games on Monday and did get my packs. Everything worked. I know some people were really mad that they watched and it didn't work last time. So maybe they worked that out. I got all my stuff last time too. So if you do watch it, make sure you go on to Twitch. You have to accept it on Twitch through your little like mailbox thing. Like you've unlocked this and then it'll get sent. You don't just, it doesn't automatically go to your account. So don't forget to go to Twitch. Um, that's every Monday now. So last Monday they did the first one. Um, is interesting. Mark 11 was one of the ones that got an auto buy-in because he won some stuff. And so it was like, oh, kind of a favorite. And he put up zero points in his games. He lost every single one of them. I think he is down like negative 16 in terms of goal differential. So um, that's an interesting dynamic in terms of that. Of course, uh, a few of those cards were attached to folks. Malin's going to get like a double and upgrade at least two. So if you're running a Bundesliga team and want a striker, there's going to be an 87. He's floating around you know i don't think the uh you know again by the time all these things get upgraded maybe i have a couple more promotions and who knows if any of those are going to be live or not live you know it's very difficult to kind of predict what's going on and EA's not going to tell us and they're not going to let us be able to know like what to do and what to save i will say this if you're already saving packs for team of the year it had to be very tempting to open them during black friday um I'm really torn. I saved some packs, which I'll probably start doing here eventually. But a lot of times was done because like the promotion, the promos at the time weren't very good. So I'm like, well, I'll just hold on to these. Um, and I ended up with probably 50, 60 pounds. I don't know if I got to a hundred of different packs or whatever. And I opened, and of course, last year was notorious. The team of the year drop rates were abysmal. And I ended up with Courtois, who was in my goal for all year long. So um, I'm tempted to do that. But at the same time, I liked, I'm enjoying the game and I want to play the game and I like opening packs and I want my team to get better. So I've yet to, you know, really start sacrificing that part of my experience for, you know, the what could be for team of the year, especially given that we don't know drop rates or promotions leading up to that or what you can grind to get there. Like, who knows? So um, I'm sure there'll be a team of the year pack before it's all said and done. But, you know, whatever. Um, again, hopefully there are some 30 and, you know, 10 coin store packs that will also not have any of those things in it. But um you know, it's it, it, we're at a time in which we've had more content than I think we've had in past FIFAs. We've got, you know, people are like worried that the curve is already going up. Of course, remember last year with World Cup, it got blown up much earlier. But I think the part that no one's really taking into account is that once they start rolling out some of these 93, 94, 95s, and they become where we got a lot of these, like, you know, a lot of your teams are going to have 90 rated players in them maybe earlier than we typically had. We're going to start getting maybe, I don't know if they'll go like 87s with two play style pluses. Um, and will those displace like a 90 with, you know, no play style or one play style plus, and depending on what that play style plus is and what that combination is and, and all of those other things. So um, I, I do think that the, we're going to feel like the curve has been pushed out number wise because of ratings, but I do think EA plans on uh, when they start adding in like the two play style pluses, 
that that's going to readjust parts of the curve. So instead of it just being like, oh, it's about stats and eventually they're all going to be 99, you're going to have a 95 with two play style pluses that is going to be, you know, more sought after than a 96 or a 97 rated card or something like that, for example. So, um, and that could be way, like it could be an 87, like I said, with two play style pluses, you know, that's going to, you know, do better. Like the fact that you see so many Dembele's being played by like pros and stuff like that, just gold Dembele, um, especially these FC pro things. And you notice like which play like Melatal is still like, you know, pretty much a central CB, you know, just gold Melatal. Um, those types of, you know, it, it's hard to ignore that, you know, even though I've got a Gomez and it's got like a really cool, like, you know, lightning bolts and, and clouds and stuff that he's probably not better than a couple of different gold rated, you know, just man cards um, that are just fit more in the meta and do more of, of those types of things. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's hard for us to compare this one to past ones when it comes to power curves and what's going to happen and things like that, which is good because that means they're not doing the same old thing, right? We've got icons that can be upgraded that are live. We've got all just lots of things that they've been playing around with. They realized last year, a lot of folks are like, Oh, we need more live cards. And so boom, what do we get more live cards? Like, so, uh, you know, EAFC is more like a ship than it is a car. I think it takes a long time for them to move some things around and game some things out and see how it would work and do all those things. So it takes it a while, you know, to turn. So I think a lot of suggestions that happened last year, we're seeing in this year's game. Now, wouldn't it be great if they did the same thing when it came to like the actual like gameplay and stuff like that? But of course, once you start patching it, like we haven't had the big, oh, there's a patch and now the game is completely different. So, um, you know, it's a lot of time, you know, it's very much recency bias and we think about it in those ways. But if we reflect back and look, you know, like I said, last week when we were talking, um, if you go back a year ago, you'd see like FIFA dead, FIFA dead, FIFA dead, which is simultaneously happening with everybody saying like, oh, EA dead, EA dead, EA dead. And then Black Friday happens and everybody's like, oh, my God, so much content. Oh, it's so blah, blah, you know, like blah, blah, blah. So, again. We are falling into uh, relatively predictable patterns that EA makes us predict without giving us any information about. Um, this comes back to evolutions, people holding on to cards that they might be able to evolve later because it might do this or surges in the market because there's a leak that, no, you're going to be able to like upgrade a Benyetter and then it comes out and does like those kinds of things, which, you know, we're learning as we go would be awesome if EA gave us some warning about other than like, you know, vagaries. But um, at, at the end of the day, I think if we look back on it, we have to say uh, the additions of all the play styles and stuff have added a dynamic, engaging way in which we play that uh, just like last year, there are definitely some issues within the gameplay portion of the program, you know, whether it's AI or bounce backs or double tackles and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that, uh, that they listened when it came to content in terms of what they're able to offer. Now, can you do that free? I don't know. A video that I'm about to watch, you know, my boy, Mike LaBelle, one of my you know favorites, Dirty Mike from back in the day. Um, you know, he uh, you know did some commentary stuff. He's been pretty active on his YouTube and he just released a video talking about like, can our RTGs dead? 
Um, and part of this was in response to A9 Skills deciding to get rid of his RTG account, which again, I would you know advocate if you've got nothing else to do and you listen to more stuff about this than you do other things. Uh, these are all uh, you know media that I would suggest you you take a take a crack at. Um, so anyway, as we're coming to the end, I did want to say uh, I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts, you know, between uh, footballers and, of course, nothing but a foot thing and weekend review and foot weekly and all like it's just and we're, we're hearing some consistencies um, in, in terms of some things. And so I'm hoping that uh, some folks at EA are also hearing those consistencies. Uh, shout out to another foot thing. I think uh, my name popped in their mouth a couple times as we were talking. They were talking about like weekend league and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm always, you know, if, if you're listening to this one and not those, you should be. Because I think a lot of what we're getting out of this year is there's a lot more to at least talk about. There's a lot more, you know, discussions to be had. I really enjoyed over the week watching a lot of streams, whether it was Run the Foot Market, you know, Nick 28T, uh, Zway, stuff like that as we're, you know, navigating, taking different approaches, how we're going to do stuff. I really like, you know, NEP's evolution kind of track, things like that. Um a lot of these are doing the timed RTGs. There's a lot of different ways to engage the game in a way that I don't have time to do it. And so being able to watch some of these fools do it has been uh, really interesting and, and exciting. So um, with that being said, uh, you know, I uh, am looking forward to a continued difficult week. I mean, it's a longer season um, that we are in because it is a tis season. So uh, tis the season to uh, continue to grind and, and, and I'll do that. And I hope your grind is going well. I hope your frustration is with, you know, some gameplay, but also that should alleviate you a little bit where you'd be like, you know, it's not my fault, right? There's some RNG going on here. So I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to play some games. If I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. It's not the end of the world. And that's kind of the approach that I'm trying to take. Easier said than done, because when you invest 15 minutes in a game and you get nothing out of it, it's really hard to just be like, that's cool, um, especially after you've been playing the game for as long as we have. But um, again, it's you know it's it's the it's the journey, not the destination. So you know, enjoy those plays that happen. Laugh at those ones that are like you know, if I don't laugh, I'm gonna cry, and just you know, keep going through there. Because understand whether you're top tier, mid tier, or bottom tier, that uh, at some point in time when you're playing this game, it's impossible for you not to say. Foot me.